2: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: KNSS.
0: This is The Good Life. Food, wine, and all the good things of life. Now, here's the host of The Good Life, Guy Bauer. Yes, it is. Good afternoon. Welcome to the program. Glad you stopped by KNSS. You know you got to do it every Saturday, noon to one, lunch hour with... Yours truly, Good Life Guy. I'm glad you're with us. Um, I got this press release for this book, and it was my first pick from the public relations firm that was proffering it and for a number of reasons. But, man, then when I got the book, it's called Kneader's Bakery and Cafe, celebrating 25 years with recipes and memories by one of the co-founders, my guest today, Colleen Worthington. But before we talk to Colleen, let me tell you that we've got other stuff coming up. We're going to talk a little bit about a new and uh, I I think it's fair to say a healthy beverage that provides energy. It's called BioLift. Uh, uh, The founder originated in Israel. He's there today. He's going to be joining us later in the program. And then I got a wine of the week that just really tickled my fancy, and that's a difficult fancy to tickle. It's Salmon Run Chardonnay from the Finger Lakes. You go, oh, I never heard of Salmon Run. Well, it's produced by Dr. Constantine Frank, one of the biggest and oldest producers of high-quality wine from New York's Finger Lakes. Uh, This Chardonnay, uh, well, it's just really good, and it's moderately priced, and uh, you're going to love it. We'll tell you more about that later. We are going to be giving away a copy of the book, but we sure first have to tell you about it. Uh, co founder with her husband, Gary, and more importantly, a, a pretty dynamic businesswoman who, with her husband, put together a, a huge conglomerate of wonderful things, starting with uh, some submarine shops before they decided to make neaters. And Colleen, it's so great to have you on the show, and I uh, really appreciate you taking time out of your day. Welcome to The Good Life.
1: Oh, thank you very much. I'm so grateful to be here.
0: Well, Colleen, I think the best thing we could do is start with, uh, paraphrase the introduction of the book, because that really tells your whole story of, of you and Gary and and Subways, and then, more importantly, get around to the founding of Needers and how it grew. And uh, I, I think I'll mention it once before, I'm, or I will mention it again, our needers on the east side of Wichita closed during the pandemic, and it was a so sorry loss. I used to love to go in there and smell the fresh-baked products and, and bring stuff home and enjoy the food. But give us a little history. Take us back you to the that, beginning.
1: Okay. Well, the beginning really was when Gary and I met, going to college. Uh, he walked into the room where I was working, uh, typing up catering orders for um, the, the college there. And he was so gorgeous and so handsome, he came over and put his little notebook on my nose and said, Morning, sunshine. Never said that since. Never said that since. But that was the beginning, really, of meters. And uh, we went to school there, um, both graduated. He went on to get his master's degree. And then we started out in the big, bad world, I guess. And um, he was a general contractor, loved that job, loved doing it. But it's really gotten us a lot In uh, in our development of our stores because he has been able to work so closely with the contractors. So we uh, we did a lot of things, opened some uh, Subway sandwich shops, and then we sold them all. And it was a great experience there to be with Subway, but the time was right for us. Uh, We could sell them and it was it was a good time to be selling a subway store but all the time we're doing that we're thinking oh if we owned a sandwich shop what would we be doing what would we be doing and so we got gathered lots of ideas and so uh, we were retired for about uh, eight nine years and then we retired from retirement (laughs) and decided that it was time we got back to work again and we um, started by learning all we could about hearthbreads. So I love Kansas out there because that's where I very first learned about hearthbreads from the American Institute of Baking. When they were in full swing there at Kansas state, I would go probably five, six times a year out to two week seminars that they had and study and study. And my husband went to the San Francisco baking Institute and we'd study and we looked for the best ovens, which happened to be in Italy We looked for the best mixers, Italy again. We just worked so hard. So we were all ready to open. We had our building built. We were ready to go. And it was December 4th in 1997 when we opened. And you know what we sold? This is it. This is so crazy. The only thing we sold, we sold hearthbreads. We sold drinks. And we sold a few pastries. So, um, of course, we wanted to do more. But we had some... um, Conflicts with uh, the subway people that we had sold our stores to. We had promised them 10 years. We wouldn't open anything in competition with them. And we were true to that. We did no no sandwiches at that time. And so it was so fun, though. We um, put a list by the cash register. And if anybody came in and said, you ought to make this, they would write it down on a list for us. And then about once a month, Gary and I would go back in the office and go through the list. And yes, like three or four people said, it. we tried it and, and uh, we came up with lots of different interesting things with the menu. So the first few years there in our store in Orem, Utah, it was just word of mouth. We didn't do any advertising. We couldn't because we started with just 16 chairs. I mean, we thought we, people were going to come in and have, you know, have a little cinnamon roll and some coffee and that was going to kind of be the day. But um, as we started to do more and more things and we were able to get out of our contract with the person who we had promised we wouldn't make sandwiches with, we started to make sandwiches and then we were so busy and it was incredible. So Gary remodeled and he remodeled it and then we had 24 chairs and then he remodeled it and we had 48 chairs and then he remodeled it and we had uh, 60 chairs and then he built us a new building and now we have 108 and 28 chairs in that location. So that's kind of how we got to it. And then we had all these amazing people that knew so much that came and shared their recipes with us and helped us. And we worked hard and we like to work hard. We worked with our family and we love our family. Some people just think it's, a, it's about us and the cookbooks about us, but it's about all these wonderful people who came and we're so grateful to them for coming and being part of meters. But uh Man, do we love doing what we do. There aren't many companies anymore who bake in-store their bread from scratch. And so we're happy to be one of those people still out there that does that.
0: Well, it's, uh, like I said, one of the most pleasurable aspects of walking into our kneaders here in Wichita was the beautiful aromas coming from the kitchen. And I think I I probably went there for breakfast more than lunch. Uh, But there's so many great things in you guys have to look back with uh, great satisfaction. You know, I looked at the the picture that your I guess it was your daughter that drew of the first building in Utah.
1: Yeah, my granddaughter, my granddaughter. Oh, my yeah. goodness.
0: Well, even better. And to think the legacy that you've put together. And how many stores are still on the marketplace today?
1: We have 50 stores this next year um, by the middle of um, – I think March will have the 51st, and then we're building two others this next year as well. You know, we were so sad to leave that area. We loved Missouri. We loved Kansas. Um, our food suppliers could not get the food out there to us, and so we decided we don't want to make an inferior product. We want people, whether you're in Las Vegas or whether you're in Twin Falls, we would want the people to have the same exact experience. And we just, there, there wasn't the transportation, there wasn't the product to send. So we hope that it won't be long before we'll be out that way again.
0: Well, uh, the, the purveyor that's in your old building here, it will be interesting to see how long they last. Maybe you could get your old building back. I'll, I'll hold out hopes if it fits in the business plan. <laughs> <Okay>. Um, <laughs> okay. you, you know, a lot of hard work and, uh, we want to talk about the book, uh, and we will. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. And one of the things that I'm really excited about, uh, everybody that's ever listened to my program hears me say this more than once, if you can put beautiful photographies in a, a a book that gives you inspiration, and, and boy, you just you knocked it out of the park. Whoever did your food styling and photography did such a great job. And uh, I can't wait to talk a little bit about the book. Let's take a break. Colleen, you stay there. I'll stay here. We'll come back. We'll talk about Neater's Bakery and Cafe, 25 years, a celebration of our recipes and memories by my guest, Colleen Worthington. We'll come back after this short break. I hope you'll be here with us.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy,